Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We've played pretty well together in the preseason with J.K. and Jermichael and, and James. And so we wanted to give it a look. I felt like at halftime, I think our, our coaches felt like we just needed more spacing with that group. So we went to Moses instead of J.K. And uh, Moses came in, did a, did a really good job. So, again, we're looking at different combinations and um, trying different things. And, of course, we're not always going to be perfectly healthy. So um, guys are going to get their opportunities. But we've got we've got to find find our identity team with that second second group. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Hour number two, Steve Kerr addressing one of the Warriors' issues last night in their loss to the Nuggets. It's Warriors This Week, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Nuggets beat the Dubs last night 128-123. to What a game. What a game. And yes, Steve Kerr, more spacing. You need more spacing with that lineup. And I, I'll just say it right out of the shoot, and I've said it going into the... I. I hate the Kaminga, Jamichael Green, Wiseman front line. I hate it. I, Kerr I, says productive during the preseason. It was productive during the preseason. I get why he gave it a shot. It it doesn't work in a regular season. And and Moody to me, like in that group, it, it should be it, should, it Moody Moody Jamichael Green and Wiseman. I think can work. Like to me, the odd man out right now should be Kaminga. To my eye, it's not so much that he can't play. It's just in that group he doesn't know it's harder for him to find what he's supposed to do now he had a couple baskets last night in transition and obviously he's great in transition but it's not so much to me that he's what's wrong with him he doesn't know what to do right it's just hard for him to find his game with those guys on the floor at the same time I agree with that I I I view Kaminga at this point as a wild card player if I'm looking at Steph Clay Draymond Wiggins Looney that's your five. Pool, your six. And then DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green, I think, are seven, eight, although DiVincenzo was bad last night, and, and Steve Kerr went away from him yep. in the second half. It, he was right there next to Kaminga on the bench with a DNP in the second half last night. But if those are your eight, to me, Wiseman's got to play because he's the backup center. So that's your that's nine. Moody would be playing every game for me as me the too. next guy. He me would be too. Moody because of and that's nothing against everybody it, else. It, no, but Moody to me would be playing every game. He would not be the extra man as, as he started the season as the extra man. And Kerr went to him in the second half last night. So to me, those ten are playing. If you're having the ten man rotation right now, let's see how that works. Moody in the minutes that have been given to Kaminga to this point, as it was in the second half. Kaminga would be the next guy for me right now. He'd be the 11th guy. It doesn't mean he's not going to play, but he would be, and you've laid this out beautifully last year, kind of a, hey, we need some energy right now. We're a little flat. Let's get the team going. Let You throw Kaminga in the game. His explosiveness can be on display, and he can give you a little burst, and maybe, you know, I think other players do like playing with Kaminga when Kaminga plays well. He does have an ability to kind of get the crowd into the game because everybody... Yeah. Everybody loves the athleticism and loves the, ha, ha, ha. well, like what he could be, right? What he could be is much greater at this point than what he actually is. But there's a juice behind that, and and I think it it can it can help you. But he's almost a throw him in the game when you need him kind of a guy when other things aren't exactly working. And then of course he's going to have a rotation slot if somebody's injured. I just think as an organization they are a little impatient with him. 
I don't mean in the way they've dealt with him. I don't mean that they're impatient directly when they talk to him, but I just think they're, come on, we need, Kuminga can be a great player. We need to start seeing that. I think organizationally, that's what they're still banking on. And I think if that's the case, then they're going to have to go away, to your point. They're going to have to go away from him on the floor at the same time as Green and and Wiseman because he's not, his game isn't fitting there. And if anything, um, his 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 progress is is retarded by him being on the floor with well, those guys. And, and we've had a, f- a few people have said, you know, this is it's going to take time. And and Steve Kerr's and Steve Kerr's a tinkerer. So I'm I'm interested to see what tomorrow looks like. Does Moody get the Kaminga minutes tomorrow? Is Kaminga not playing? Because this there is a theme here to where, and I think part of the reason Kaminga was ahead of Moody at the beginning was what Steve Kerr said in that clip about that group playing well in the preseason. I think the other part of it is. They wanted to reward Kaminga for what they've said has been a better work ethic in, yeah. in, in the offseason. And I think if if he did the things that they asked him to do throughout training camp and the preseason and the offseason, and then he's the odd man out that's not playing, that can be hard on a young player to, to be, well, why am I not playing? And so I think they've tried to give him that, but the theme that we've seen is anytime they've given Kaminga, and, and I shouldn't say given in this instance, he's earned the, the opportunity and Steve Kerr explained why, but anytime he's earned an opportunity or they've given him an opportunity, it seemingly is two, three games and they got to take it right back away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're at that point now where Moody goes into his spot for the next couple of games and, and maybe he is the extra guy or the odd man out. JD and dear listener, to what extent do you see wise, excuse me, Kuminga as potentially a guy who could fill some of the void next year if Draymond's gone. Draymond still could come back and you could work something out. He could opt in and stay and maybe you couldn't trade him. So he may still be here. But it looks like there's a really good chance that Draymond's not around next year. To what extent do you think Kuminga could be looked at as part of the solution there? Because I don't see that. I know a lot of people are, have thrown that around. I don't see it. Because he's so defensively, it's night and day. I don't see it right now. I mean, I, I can see where you would think or hope it's kind of like what we were saying about the Wiggins deal, right? Where you know, you turn Durant into Wiggins, yeah, at, you know, via yeah. via D'Angelo Russell, yeah. and, and all of that, and you're thinking, well, Wiggins at some point can be a wing that's helping you win playoff games, and some people might laugh at that. Like it sounds like maybe you're laughing at the fact that can be like I'm not I'm not writing him off, but but he's nowhere near being able to do that now. I'm not either. Like, I think, but I think a lot of people look. I think a lot of he's Warrior phenomenal. fans. I think a lot of Warrior fans came into this season thinking Kaminga by the Kaminga's going to be ready to take that Draymond spot. Like I just think there's just this belief that he's farther along, better. Like like by next year, this time Kaminga's just better than Draymond. Uh, not really. No, no, not really. I, I think that's the hope, as you say. You hope that. I think the organization is hoping. Let's find a way well, to get Kaminga more productive and more consistent, and then maybe he is part of the. The solution we have if Draymond leaves, and he, but I, they're a long ways from that. He's right also not going to be part of the solution for Draymond if he's playing the three. Right. That's true also. Which they've mm-hmm. exclusively played him at the three the, right. the last couple of games, which I don't think makes uh, a lot of sense. 888-957-9570. Bobby in Oakland here on 95.7 The Game. Back to the phones. Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good to hear you guys on the air, man. It just kind of brings the things, bring the season into play, uh, really. And Waddy, 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 my main man, Waddy. You know, <laughs> we've been uh, going back and forth with the uh, Wiseman for the last couple of years. But I gotta say, I'm proud of you. You stepped up as the profession as you are, and it seems like you're coming around on Waddy. He's not there yet. It's gonna take him some time, but you know. And, and just uh, speaking on that, one of the hardest things to do that really doesn't go um, notice a lot is the ability to calm yourself down, to get that composure. And that's the biggest improvement I've seen in Wiseman this year. Uh, and, I, and, you know, once you calm yourself down, now your talent to come to play the physical ability and, and the reaction and the reads that you can uh, display out there. So I, 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 I really like the composure he's put. He's got a long ways to go, but he's, he's making strides. Um, and, and, J.D., you took my thunder, uh, Moses Moody. He's got to be an integral part of that second unit. I've never seen him get flustered. He shoots the ball well enough, rebounds, defends. He's, he's really a steady guy that I think you really need to have 
as, a, as, as an integral part of that second unit uh, to go forth. The other guy I want to get you guys' opinion on, I like what I see from Rollins. I don't know if he's in the G League or not, but I really think he can play. Um, I don't know when he comes into into action, but I really like to see him get some um, get some run. These guys are going to take about twenty games. All these you know struggles in their early season is going forward. So I think this team is going to come around. Give him about twenty games, and I think we'll see this team rolling. But that's all I wanted to say, fellas. Thanks for the time. Appreciate Bobby. it, Bobby. Good good stuff from Bobby. Yeah, I'm glad. I, it's actually I was thinking of Bobby when I was watching uh, Wiseman early in camp because uh, I know, yeah, as Bobby says, you and I have disagreed on on Wiseman, but whatever it is, uh, as far as Wiseman's confidence or just he's playing now with a greater sense of anticipation, um, I, you could notice that JD from the first preseason game, it's like it just pops, like oh my goodness, okay, there he's just more comfortable. Yeah, um, as far as Moody goes, I. I don't know. You would know better than I, J.D. I know they didn't play much against the Lakers, and he has had a calf injury, and I don't know if he's dealing with that. Apparently not. Yeah, it hasn't been yeah. on the injury report. Okay. So All I right. think, I mean, I, if, I'm trying to figure out why we haven't seen more of him. I think they have a 10-man rotation kind of planned out, and Kaminga, they wanted to give the minutes to. I think it's pretty and, clear because Kaminga's been playing the three. Yeah. So, I mean, if Kaminga's been playing the three, that means that, that they chose him over Moody because Moody would be a 2-3 type. He'd be a wing. Mm-hmm. So they're playing Kaminga as a wing and not a big, so they chose to play Kaminga. Like, that is the decision. If, you, if you're wondering why Moody need, isn't playing more or should be playing more, and I agree, I think he impacts the game in a positive way, even if he's not shooting it well. Shooting it well makes it a no-brainer, and that's the part where if he shoots it well, as we've talked about a lot, then he's going to be on the floor. But he he can play okay without making shots and I think he's just much more of a he's just more of a a true three type player two three in today's NBA I don't I know this term is overused but he's just so solid and mature and he always has been he's like just unflappable and he you have a better sense of what you're going to get from him than you do from a lot of other younger players on your roster I I want to see tomorrow how they end up handling it I I would imagine that it's probably flip-flopped although you never know that the Warriors may have player out tomorrow that they haven't been. I mean, that that all does play a role in it. So it's not like, any. and Steve Kerr said this a ton, you know, we're not going to be fully healthy. I think they know there's going to be some load management nights. There's going to be some nights where they give everybody the night off. So guys are going to get opportunities to play. Like, it's not, if Kaminga winds up being the 11th man for a few games and doesn't play much or at all, He's still going to get opportunities to play in some of these other games. If some, he's the next man up. If somebody goes out, as far as Rollins, it, it's too early, I think, for him and, and Baldwin necessarily to be getting run. But I like them both. But I do like them both. Yeah, and me too. And you know, Rollins is somebody to where you know he's keep an eye on how Divincenzo plays. And I, you know, I said this about Divincenzo before, before the season. You know, I watched him last year a lot up close, and I, I, I think he would be a better player. I thought he would be a better player with the Warriors than than let's say he was at the end of the year at Sacramento. But the one Somebody thing, up there told me that exactly what you just said. But the one thing about him, he is a little erratic. Like I don't think people like he he is a warrior type player, but he's a warrior type player in intelligence and and style of play and you know, being able to a two-way type of a player. Good it you know, can be good on defense can score the ball, can be a playmaker, I think, at times, too. But he's also erratic. Turnovers, bad shots. Like, he just, he's not as steady. He's a little more high and low, I think, on a night-to-night basis than people think. Yeah, and that's what I like about Moody, because he's not great, but he's often very good, and he is more consistent. Right, and it's but it's not a case, I think, right now of... Moody over DiVincenzo because I think it's always right. we get into this. Well, Moody needs to play. Moody needs to play. I think there's right. a lot of Warrior fans that play Moody and Kaminga and yeah, and, and, and it's but no, it's Remember it, last year everyone well oh, play Moody as the backup point guard. It's like no, he's not. Exactly, you can't do that exactly. Yeah. Pablo and Berkeley next here on ninety five seven. The game eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Phone lines open here as it is Warriors this week on ninety five seven. The game. Hey Pablo. Hi guys, happy Saturday. I just uh, had a couple of thoughts. Um, the, the writing's on the wall. They shouldn't have had um, a 52-70 to 70 deficit in the first half. That's uh, pretty ridiculous. And I feel I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay blame on the video. 
to be able to see Poole lash out at a veteran who's stepping up to him and then having the veteran act the way they did, I think was mortifying for the team. And I think they're still reeling from uh, that experience. And the fact that everybody's been talking about it for the last month, obviously that's going to happen. But that's a lot to get over. And I'm, I don't want to necessarily excuse this loss because the last time they saw the Nuggets, it was in the playoffs. So they had a plan, and they, they knew what they needed to do. So 70 to 52 is totally unacceptable. My only other thoughts are that, like, I don't want to ask, you know, what the first, second, and third years are doing for me at this time now that we've won a championship and we want to get another one because that's rough for them. It's like I want to look at it like what are you going to do for them? Like in the second squad, there needs to be Wiggins time with maybe Looney time in there, and Wiseman gets a start every once in a while so he can get his teeth and he can get unlocked. So I think that's a lot of the players that like should be good. Like Kaminga looks like he's one-dimensional. Like he's the best when he scores. And I don't want to uh, compare Kaminga to uh, Draymond. Let's compare him to GP2. GP2 had more dimensions than Kaminga has at this moment. So that's my big question is how they're going to lock these, these rookies and um, give them the chance to improve in the season. And just remember, like, they've had a playoff run. They kind of know what they need to do in their games and as the team, and it's just a matter of uh, allowing them to unlock. I'll take your comments. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I think the one thing I'll say just about last night and the 70-52 to 52 and, and Pablo saying it's unacceptable, and that, I, yes, I think Warrior fans need to get used to the fact that there are going to be games this year and more of them than there were last year where the Warriors just kind of show up and it, it, it is part of being the defending champions where it, it's other teams are giving you that best shot as the Nuggets did last night. But I just do think there's just going to be times where the Warriors are going to try to win games offensively and, and they're not going to play great defense throughout the, the game and they are going to get down and have to come back. Like it, it's part of that just kind of malaise that I think teams get in when they're trying to defend a title and when they know that the regular season isn't necessarily as important. I'm not, it doesn't make it okay, but, and the Warriors have been, I think, better at having fewer of those nights than a lot of other teams in the league. When you watch the league on a night in, night out basis, there are some really, 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 really gutless efforts by a lot of really, really, really good teams mm-hmm. or teams that are considered good. The Warriors, to their credit, have not done it as much as other teams, but I do think they are going to do it maybe more than Warrior fans are used to this year where it's like they get down and where's the defense? This is awful. And then they make their run and try and come back. I agree, and I agree to a degree with uh, Pablo, and I made the point earlier. I think part of what we saw last night, the Warriors were they were flat. You can be flat emotionally. You can be flat physically. If you're flat on both fronts, you know it's going to be uh, a long night. I think we saw some of that in the first half. And I'm not saying... Oh, that video, that ruined team chemistry. But I think you, you look at, J.D., the, the season just started, and look at how much this Warrior team has been through already. They had the trip to Japan. Then they had all that Draymond and the Jordan Poole thing, which at the very least is a distraction, and you're dealing with all that, which is sapping your, your energy as a team. And then you had the ring ceremony, which is so emotional. And then you had the next night. You know, the ring ceremony was basically, who was it? Was it Draymond or somebody talking about how ring ceremony is like, wow, wraps up the season. Look at this. We did it. And then the next game is like, okay, here we go. We got, we got 80 more of these suckers. And I think, yeah, I think we did see uh, some of that. As far as Kuminga goes, again, we, we talked about this. Anthony Slater, really interesting point today mm-hmm. in The Athletic, where he said the Warriors are playing Kuminga with Green and Wiseman because they want to see him as a three but he really projects more as a four right now. So that's what's going on with Kuminga. They're trying to figure out how to get him to be more consistent, and it looks like they're still not clear on what type of player he is and how he best fits in to what they're doing. I want to know who thinks in the organization that he should be a three or can be a three. And and I also wonder if he prefers being a three as opposed to a four, because I could see him thinking, no, I'm a wing. I'm a go-get-it-and-score wing. And... I just know. I think it's easier for him to do the little things as a four. And, 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 you know, hey, rebound, defend, run around. Like, I think when you're playing the three, you get the ball in positions a lot of the time where it's you feel like you have to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, with and, and, look, he had a great drive last night with nobody on him. I mean, nobody picked him up. He threw a little head fake and 
yeah. the lane opened right up for him, and he, he went in and dunked it. But I just wonder what the dynamic is really like between – because I think there's a divide on on just Kaminga. I think there's a, I think there's some people in the organization that think he's a four or a big. I think there's some people in the organization that think he's a, he's a wing. And the reality is I think the, the, he's a big side should be winning. But I'm not sure that it is. He's a tweener right now in that he he doesn't shoot well enough. He's he's shot well at times. Doesn't shoot well enough, and he still forces things at times offensively to be like a three, a legitimate three. And at the same time, as far as the four goes, we've seen him get just manhandled by bigger players too, which is again is understandable. So you're not sure. It's hard to figure out what he is. It's a great point uh, you make about a divide potentially in the organization. But clearly, whoever thinks he's a three has the, the loudest voice right now because that's what he's been playing. 888-957-9570. Carlos in San Lorenzo next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Carlos. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Uh, happy uh, overreaction Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think everybody's making this a big deal about the Nuggets. We act like they're not a great team. We've got the MVP, Jokic, and even if Murray didn't play, I mean, that, that team always gives the Warriors trouble. So I don't think it's much to to overreact on that. I think the Warriors will be all right. But I got some. I got a crazy idea here that I've been thinking about. Tell me what you think. What if, what if, since all this Draymond talk, you – you trade Draymond and you run with Wiseman at the four, the Twin Towers. Oh, thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. No, was Carlos running material? No, I don't I think, think he was. He being serious? I think he's I couldn't being tell serious. because when he said it and then he paused. Yeah, and it was almost like he was I, running gonna, material. I'm going to assume he's being serious. That's fine. Yeah, it's a, no. There's no way Wiseman guarding fours. Wiseman can't guard fives. Right. Yeah. It's just there's no way. That's and just the drop not off happen. defensively, and that was the problem last night was that they couldn't defend. So, but it, you remember last year, right before the All Star break, when they lost that crusher at home to Denver. Remember how mm-hmm. how gloomy everything seemed, how grim it seemed. Oh my goodness! And of course, they went on and won a championship. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I want to be clear here. I don't think it's doom and gloom, and I don't think we've been doom and gloom. No, about about this, about them losing last night or whatever. And there there are issues like in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you lost to a good team at home in game two, and that they were coming off a bad loss themselves in Salt Lake City. The Nuggets were, and and you got beat. Like, I don't like this is not an indicator of they're gonna have problems in the playoffs or, no. or anything like that. But there are issues. Every team has issues, and we're just looking at what the issues are that this team has right now and possibly how they're gonna sort them out. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Andrew Wiggins. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. Rich and Fremont's gonna get us tipped off in the next segment we're halfway through here on a saturday morning it's great to be back it's warriors this week jd and whitey 95 7 the game you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Halfway through here on a Saturday... 
John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors this week. We're thrilled to be back with you, and we're going to be with you each and every Saturday here throughout the course of the NBA season. Yeah. So who knows, Whitey? Uh, it could be six months, but I'm, I'm going to say it's at least seven, and maybe even eight Yeah, if it goes as far as it, as it did last year. But good to be back with you, my man, mm-hmm. on 95-7 yeah. The Game. We're having our own ring ceremony today, but it only works if you give us a ring, 888-957-9570. Ring ceremony was amazing. J.D., I know you were there. Uh, and it's it, it's interesting for me to see you know Steph now, and he's, he's such a great, composed spokesman, and so when he was speaking to everybody at uh, at uh, you know center court, it it was wonderful. But there was one player opening night that it was one of the funniest things unintentionally that I think I've ever seen. One player opening night, you probably saw this too, and he's talking to his fans, and he says before the home fans, fans, you know we 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 need you behind us, and we need you every night, fans. We need you every night. And you know who it was who said that? Oh, it was, no. It was Kyrie Irving. <laughs> wow. Kyrie Irving telling fans, we, we need you every game. That's hilarious. They had a pretty gutless opener yeah, against a team that might be pretty good in the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And they obviously, I think they bounced back. Who'd they beat last night? They won last night. Yeah. Brooklyn they, uh, so they're uh, they one took and one. down the Raptors. All right, so they're one and one. Siakam had a huge game, but they won anyway. That's a decent win. They're one and one. But I, I texted our, our buddy Nick Friedel, who occasionally he'll sub in on this program. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I said uh, this was during the opener. I said, "How long till Kyrie needs a little break? How long? How long till Kyrie? We need you every night. How long till? It, so along those lines, it, it makes a lot of sense. How long till Kyrie? Like it just seems like this is too hard for Kyrie." He had 30 last night. At 30? Um, well, he's, ben every, Simmons he's had a bounce-back game, I don't know, six points or something. Every other every triple single? I've, I'd have to look it up, but I knew he was really bad in the first game, and he was reasonably okay in the second but game. But that's what Kyrie is in every other night, every other guy night now. <laughs> he, can't, he can't bring it every night, so. I had somebody who's been in the league a long time, J.D., tell me this week that right now, right now, Brandon Ingram, right now, is better than Kevin Durant. I don't know if I believe that, but I hadn't considered that. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, there was something from ring ceremony from the ring ceremony night that I wanted to get to as well. And also, we haven't really talked about the extension of the Draymond Jordan Poole incident, and you know, because it's something that's going to be all eyes on it yeah. throughout the course of, mm-hmm. of the whole season. So oh, the, look, Draymond shook his head. Oh, look at that. Well, yeah. last night, I mean, Draymond picked him up yeah. after Poole got hit in the face, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Just kind of made it was like, oh, wow. Like Draymond, Draymond helping his guy up after he got hit in the after he got. <laughs> it wasn't me funny. that hit you this and it's time. It's not funny. Yeah. And it's not funny. But he helped him, and they, they had a connection in the first game mm-hmm. on a pass. But uh, I know Anthony Slater, the athletic, was on earlier this week. We're going we're gonna to set up that cut for you. But he. he had a little bit of intel on how things have been since Draymond rejoined the team. And and we'll get to that coming mm. up. I, we'll, so keep it here on 95.7 The Game. Let's let's get Rich and Fremont, though, as promised, uh, on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Hey, Rich. Rich. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. You know, I think, you know, last night was one game. It's a long season. So, you know, you're not going to, you know, totally get the Debbie Downer type attitude behind it. You don't want to see them lose, but really, at the end of the day, that game was just a matter of them not playing good defense and allowing Denver to get momentum early, okay? And that's momentum that they carried down down towards the end of the game. They did play a better second half. They outscored them in the second half, but it wasn't enough. They they allowed uh, Denver to stay in it, and because of that, it resulted in an L. And I think the lesson learned occurs probably going to be letting them know, hey, look, guys, you know, you got to play better defense, and you got to pay – Play better transition defense because I think that was that was their their kryptonite last night. They just did not defend well in transition. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Appreciate it. And and that is typically the Warriors' kryptonite when when they don't play well. What is it? It it's turnovers. It's turnovers and, yeah. on the offensive side. Sometimes quick shots, but mostly turnovers on the offensive side. And it's transition defense uh, on the other side when when they don't play well. Yeah, and I made the point earlier, don't mean to be redundant, but I think it's worth 
going over again, when the Warriors are giving up easy baskets, it makes it so much harder for them to get out and do the things they like to do offensively. Right. When you're taking the ball out of the bottom of the basket, that's kind of basketball 1A. But I, as I said earlier, I think that's one reason why Jordan Poole struggled so much because the Warriors were spending so much time giving up baskets and then walking the ball up the floor. 888-957-9570. J.D. and Whitey here on 95.7 The Game. Let, let's go ahead and play that cut from, from Anthony Slater. This this was earlier in the week as, as he was here on 95.7 The Game, and he was talking about, uh, and there's a, a couple of them here, uh, but we'll, we'll roll with the first one, uh, Draymond being isolated in the locker room. There's iciness. I mean, there's no way around it. It's pretty obvious, and uh, at this point, I'm not saying it, it, it can't change. And Draymond Green's belief, I, I would assume, is that his play will change the situation. But at this point, he feels a little bit isolated in the locker room. And I guess that was part of him coming back is they were going to isolate him for however long until they felt the situation changed. But that's certainly two weeks in or however long it's been. It doesn't feel like it's thought out very much. So they've welcomed him back, but they've mm. kind of stayed away from him a little bit. And just, you know, hey, you do your thing, man, and, and we'll we'll get through this over time. But you can be around. And, you know, icy, not great. I mean, I I haven't really noticed anything in-game, although I do want to get to the, the LeBron incident from mm. game one, which I didn't really think anything of, and then it was all anybody was talking about the next day. Like, it didn't make sense uh, to me. But we'll, we'll get to that coming up. But just your thoughts on, on what Slater had to say there as far as the dynamic in play here. I, I don't... Feel like it's manifested itself Not on the all. floor in I any way? I haven't noticed anything. I'm a little surprised uh, that he said that. Not because I'm, I'm shocked that it would be that way, but I just haven't seen any indication of that. And I think if Draymond continues to play like he did last night, uh, things are going to warm up pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I, I really, absolutely. And so I just, I mean, look, if things don't go well and they're not winning and and it's a little weird, and, and how can it not be a little weird? Like it just, I mean, if if you come in and clock me, and, you know, we start doing shows together and like we can do the shows together and sound normal, but it, it still could be a little weird because, you know, Cam's back there. and He's like, oh, my God, remember that day Whitey clocked J.D.? And it just like, it just it's just a little uncomfortable for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, but at some point, I think as long as the shows are good and everybody's comfortable, you, you can kind of move forward. But I think that you also have to keep an open mind to does the weirdness is there weirdness that's overtaking things behind the scenes? And and does that at some point impact the play on the floor? Uh, you know, if Jordan Poole continues to struggle with his shot, there are going to be some that are going to suggest there's some sort of fallout from that. I I don't think so, but but we'll see. Last night, to me, really, it, it, it showed, for those who thought the Warriors didn't handle this right, Draymond should have been suspended, it showed why to anyone who needed to be shown this, that why they didn't suspend him. Because he's st- they're still trying to win a championship, and he's so important to that. Now, next year, who knows? But he's there now, and he's so vitally important to them. That's why they handled it the way they did. That's why one reason why they didn't suspend him. They need him if they're going to take their best shot at defending the title. As far as defending the title last night, they didn't defend anything, although he did. No, he did, and, and they were good defensively when he was on the floor. But I, I think it, it's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on, and I do think I do think you're going to hear reports. And look, Draymond's going to say things on his podcast, or he's he's going to, you know, how about Draymond acknowledging the fact this week that he did a podcast after the Jordan Poole incident, but didn't release it because he didn't think it it sounded like he said some things, and then it didn't it didn't think it sounded right, so yeah. they decided not to. So that's a little passive-aggressive. Not almost. to drop Either it. Either do it or don't. Do it and air it or don't and don't say it. But well, then to not, oh, well, I didn't do it, but I could have. Like, yeah, that's, my that's my first helpful. thought was, thank goodness he didn't. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. But we also didn't necessarily need to know that he recorded it Exactly. And then didn't. You didn't need to tell like, anybody. All that. right, you threw it in the trash can. You didn't air it. Fine. Did you happen to see, because I know you're at the game, so maybe you didn't see, although I saw it on YouTube, the little... It was aired on TNT, the Draymond Green, like the mini doc about all of that? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I I didn't love that either. I didn't either. To me, it was a little bit like, oh, the video came out. I'm such a victim. Oh, this video came out, and it changed everything. Uh, yeah, so. I do think I, the Warriors were intending on handling it a certain way, and then the video changed that mm-hmm. because nobody knew exactly what happened. And, and the one thing I'll say about that is, I think my view was it was, hey, it was two guys that got in a fight. 
it, like but without what before you see the video, the way everything had been characterized, it was hey, two guys got in a fight, but then you had people saying, well, Jordan Poole didn't really like Jordan Poole was not really asking for it, but it was two guys that got in a fight. And so you can kind of sell it that way, and everybody gets this picture. Hey, two guys got in a fight. One happens guy, all the time. Happens all the time. And then you see the video, and you're like, well, that was not two no, guys getting in a that, fight. It was one guy getting a fight, another guy having no idea there was a fight. Yeah, and so that's too late. So that it was, it doesn't make Draymond a victim by any stretch, but it the video did oh, yeah. change things. It did make what you thought it was, no matter what you thought it was, look differently. It's another test of that culture. We've talked about this over the years. You know, at times there are various tests to the culture. I think they're going to make it through there, but um, I, I'd be stunned if Jordan Poole's lackluster play last night had anything to do with that. But if he continues to struggle, then, as I say, we know that it's something that some people are going to say, oh, yeah, well, you know why? You know why he's struggling? Because of Draymond. To my, to my eye, it hasn't impacted anything yet, but I do find it interesting that someone that, that is as respected and as in tune as Slater is saying that that Nick, I'm I'm going to take him at his at, at his word well, on, then, on that. So it's something too. to where I'm not like it's I can say hey I don't see that and I don't think it's manifesting itself on the court. But if it is still going on behind the scenes, it may at some point manifest itself on the court. I, I want to play one more clip from Anthony Slater as well, uh, and he says Draymond and the Warriors are more separated than ever. I have never felt as much of a separation between Draymond and the Warriors than this moment. But again, both sides are saying like, hey, look, we're trying to win a title. And we all know, like, you know, if, if a title is won, if, if a playoff run happens and Draymond Green is, is awesome in it, we're going to be talking plenty about that and probably wanting to interview him post game after he shuts down Jokic in a big win in Denver or something like that. So circumstances can change is all I'd say, but they are a little odd right now. So what do you think? I think that's not just the fight. That's the Warriors are preparing for life after Draymond, mm. and Draymond's preparing for life after the Warriors. So it's mutual. Both sides are already starting to separate a little bit because they know it may be necessary. Uh, I can't imagine the Warriors are more separated than they've ever been, going back to when Durant was there. I remember watching an interview on 60 Minutes with uh, with the four main stars, and Durant was, like, sitting by himself. I remember watching with my wife, and she goes, look at the body language. Yeah, that's it was, weird. It was terrible. He doesn't look yeah. like he wants to be right, there. Right, right. Um, so I think the next step is going to, where this goes from here, is going to depend on Draymond. Is Draymond going to say, hey, you know what, we got to win this year? Or at some point, is he going to get tired of this? And is he going to start, you know how Draymond can be when he's feeling something, he's not shy about sharing it. So will things be exacerbated? Or will everybody just agree, you know what, for now, we're going to get along. Then after that, all bets are off. But for now, I need you. You guys need me. So let's see how far we can take this. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors this week. We're back with you. Thrilled to be back with you here from 10 to 1 on 95.7, the game throughout the course of the NBA mm-hmm. season, however long it goes, uh, as the Warriors obviously expecting to go deep into May and even June uh, again here uh, defending their title. Didn't want to make the whole show, and, and, and still don't want to make the whole show about, about Draymond, but this is Warriors this week, and, and there are a couple of new elements to this that, that have come up. And the other part from this week was Draymond and LeBron. Draymond and LeBron, and, and Draymond essentially calling LeBron over during the Laker game toward, toward the Warrior bench and they share during play. LeBron comes down and and he runs all the way down the floor uh, during a stoppage in play. I think a free throw was being shot, and you know a hug and some kind of joke, and they both laugh each other, just kind of share a laugh right in front of the Warriors bench. And I don't know if you saw Whitey, you've got Andre Iguodala in the background sitting right next to Steph Curry. And, and Andre Iguodala, I'll just say this, he made an obscene gesture. We'll just leave it at that. An obscene gesture to Curry about, hey, look at Draymond and, mm-hmm. and LeBron and how close they are. Mm-hmm. And so, and they both, and Curry kind of goes crazy, like laughs. Like so, so you've got Iguodala and Curry laughing as Iguodala makes an obscene gesture about how tight, LeBron and, and and Draymond are. Yeah, that again, to me, that's a little passive-aggressive. Forget the fight, just for a moment. But this is going to be the dynamic all year long with Draymond 
and the Warriors getting ready for that parting of ways and Draymond sending them subtle signals that, you know what, you guys kind of did me wrong, gave him all the money, but you know what, we're good this year, but just so you you know, here's my real buddy, um, LeBron James. I think we're going to be dealing with that all year long, and hopefully, you know, the, the Warriors and, and Draymond can can take a page from the 49ers and Jimmy G last year and manage to stay on the same page at least through the rest of the year. Yeah, it just we're it, gonna hear a lot of things like that. I think we are, and I just I, I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't mention it at awful. all on the, on the post game show. But you, so you you just Draymond, not, you you don't do that. Draymond game. calling him over. Yeah. He's basically like, hey, you know, y'all, y'all are isolating. Like, the way you and yeah. I didn't make a big deal of it in the moment, but it's like, yeah, hey, y'all are isolating me, but. Uh, one of the greatest of all time. We're tight. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Now, it, I have seen, as you said, I the remember, image of it was bad yeah. in front of the Warriors bench. Again, yeah. it's just, yeah. I and then Iguodala with the. I remember years ago, Sacramento was playing uh, the Lakers, and I remember somebody shooting free throws, and Artest, who was on the Kings at the time, like yeah. calling Kobe over, like, hey, how you doing? But where did Artest end up playing? So, yeah. yeah. Draymond's just. Uh, you know, uh, he doesn't need Indeed. He's uh, he's making his uh, job plans, his future job plans on his own. The Xfinity mobile text line to 415. Iguodala with the reverse salt shaker. <laughs> yeah, that's really a bad one. <laughs> Wait, not not Iguodala. No, I mean, what yeah. Draymond did, that's like, no, you. that's terrible. And then you've got Curry laughing. It's, it's, like, is that nothing? Like, you've got, so you've got Curry laughing at Iguodala, who's... You know, making fun of like, oh, look at Draymond, like kind of, you know, kind of uh, eye roll. Look at, look at Draymond, his guy LeBron, and just so it's just there's a couple of different dynamics at play there. Again, I didn't really think it was a big deal in the moment, but everybody was talking about it the next day. Yeah, I think that's awful. That's just you shouldn't do that. But he's he's, and then if you're the Warriors, like, okay, he's he's poking us a little bit. We're not going to react because then you know then things. Uh, escalate. So it's going to be awkward. That's going to be awkward all year long. Not so much from the fight, but just because Draymond's probably not going to be here next year. 888-957-9570. JD and Whitey here, Warriors this week on on 95.7 The Game, as uh, the Warriors going to take on the the Sacramento Kings uh, tomorrow, right here in downtown San Francisco over at Chase Center. Uh, Oh, we had a phone call we were going to get to. One thing I wanted to get back to on on the Xfinity mobile text line from the 510. We were talking about Jordan Poole and the, the turnovers being an Four issue. Four in each game, right? Four in each game. And and on the Xfinity mobile text line, uh, to me, it looks like Poole is trying to pass too much as opposed to just looking to put his head down and score. Some of that, though, is is the defense, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just he's making some sloppy passes, too. You know, it's not so much overpassing as it is. You know, and all the Warriors—they've been guilty of this for years. You see the one-handed hook passes and things of that nature. Just trying to do a little too much with a little too much flair. That's that's it's one of the things that's contributing to uh, the turnovers. But you're right—they they were uh, double teaming him, playing him a, a lot of physicality and a lot of ball pressure off the pick and rolls, and he's going to have to make adjustments to that. Five one zero Xfinity Mobile text line. Isaiah Thomas was out there uh, kissing Magic. Remember they had their pregame Magic Johnson. That they, was before they, the game, though. Th- it, was, it wasn't it during was the game. It was as the game started. Right. Turns it was, out they ended up hating each other. Right. <laughs> right before the opening yeah. tip. Yeah. And and the point is, who cares what uh, what Dre, you know Draymond with LeBron? Like who cares about that stuff? And that I I kind of agree with that. Like I like who cares? Like if they're friends, he calls them over. Like I I was more. Eh, this is nothing. But people do get. I think Warrior fans get incensed at the LeBron thing because they view it as a diss against Steph. Like that. Like to me, it's more about that than Draymond and where he's at and and his stock with the team and being isolated and Slater saying this and things are icy. Like to me, it's just. I think there is an element of Draymond. You are disloyal to Steph because your team LeBron. In a way, or you're friends with LeBron, and they've gone head to head, and this is one of Steph's rivals, and Steph's, you know, a greater player than LeBron. It, like, I think it gets more deeper into that from a fan standpoint. To me, it matters a lot. To me, it's wrong. I understand where you're coming from, but to be honest, I react very badly to that. Draymond's very smart. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he knows what LeBron represents to the Warrior franchise and to Warrior fans. So you think it's a you think it's a bleep you. You think, think it's kind a way, of a bleep you? That's my that's my read on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you think you think he even views it as 
hey, I know how the fan base thinks the way JD's saying, and that's part more, of it. More at the organization than the fans, but yeah, I do. I do. Okay, interesting. I that 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 surprises me. That that surprises me a little bit. That surprises just, you. Me just a don't do that with a. Uh, you know, like I, I think recognizing with, with the enemy during a game, especially him of all people. Well, my my thing on it, like I I view it more as Draymond saying, Hey, this guy's my friend and I don't care. Like if like my the, my our friendship is more important than some rivalry or you know, who you, or loyalty to, to anything. Like my loyalty is to this and team when I help him win championships. Sure. Like I think it's more like who are you gonna like quit Quit complaining about who I'm friends with. Like, Be friends and, with him after the game or before the game, not during the freaking game. Where, like, when he said, was it last year? Oh, boy, when, when LeBron breaks that record, I'm going to have to be there whether we have a game or not. No, that's, that's, that's over not, the top. That's, that's, a little, that's over the yeah. top. Yeah. That's over the top. But a handshake and a joke, even in-game, I don't know. And, and maybe, he, maybe Draymond needs to read the room considering recent events and considering yeah. the way that his relationship is viewed. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure Draymond sits at home in a quiet moment. He's like, man, I can be friends with whoever the hell I want. Sure. And you, do, and you do not need to criticize yeah. me for that. Mm-hmm. It's also bad for business because we want to imagine that the players want to win as badly as, as, as we want them to win. And it's just, it's a little jarring. Wait, that's the guy on the other team, their buddy, buddy, during the game. So, as I say, I think Draymond knew exactly what he was doing. Looking at the NBA standings here, and I think this is a good point to just take a look at the, you know, a couple early overreactions from from the NBA season here. What are we, four days in now, going back uh, to Tuesday? And, and most teams, I think, uh, not every team, but most teams have played two games in, in the early going of the season. Uh, is there anybody... Anybody that stands out positively or negatively for you as potential? I've I've got two positive surprises to this point, two games in, and one is Portland. Like they beat Sacramento, they beat Phoenix last night. I thought Portland was going to be terrible, uh, so to see them two and zero and looking more competent than I anticipated—that's one. The other is Utah. Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. The other is Utah actively tanking. Potential. I, I mean, th- although I, I looked guess at, they didn't get the memo. Well, they got, are. Yeah, I got. I looked at their roster, and they still had on opening night. Actually, I looked at their roster, and I thought they still have. They do some good players. They and don't have a. They don't have a, a great roster. player. Their roster doesn't say we're tanking. No, really they doesn't. they have good players, and it's almost like if they are tanking, they're going to have to start deactivating and and trading players. So yeah, they they have they beat Denver, and then they won at Minnesota last night in overtime. So those are two on the on the positive side. You got you got two on the positive? And I have really one, negative. and that's just uh, New Orleans. And they're not a you know, stunning surprise because they played so well last year, but adding Zion, how's that going to go? And they're playing really well, uh, plus 17. It's only two games in, but they're, they're 2-0. So that's a team to really keep an eye on. Steinies Hawks off to a 2-0 start. And I guess it's not a surprise, but the Lakers have struggled so much that I think that's notable too. I don't think a lot of people were thinking, oh, no, they got all their problems solved. But, man, what a mess that continues to be. It is a big-time mess, and it doesn't look like it's getting – it doesn't look like it's getting better. I don't even know if Draymond can fix it all next year. <laughs> Our buddy Greg in San Francisco chiming in on the 415. Green on the Lakers would be truly ugly. Maybe L.A. will run the motion system with no three-point shooters. <laughs> LOL. Our buddy Greg, not the biggest. Could happen, Greg. Not the biggest yeah. Draymond Green no. fan uh, out there. Uh, and the 510 poses this question to wrap up the conversation about, about Draymond and LeBron from earlier in the week. Is Draymond and LeBron any different than Curry going crazy for Damian Lee when he hit the game winner? Yes. It, completely different. Okay. Because it was at home? Yes. Yes. It's during the freaking game. During the ring ceremony opening night. And I know, like you say, I respect your position and you didn't have an issue with it. But to me, you you don't do that. Not okay. during the game. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, uh, fair enough. Uh, one more before we pause here. Whitey, do you think Dre took it easy on LeBron? Non-issue. Meaning on the court, did he take right. it easy on LeBron? No. No, but it's a bad look. Okay. And it, I, Draymond needs to be, if he's going to be a leader, and he talked about, I'm a leader, I've got to be responsible, you've got to be mindful of, you know what? I don't think this should bother anybody, but it might. What kind of message could it send to the younger players? I don't think it's a big deal, but if you're a leader, you have to be more mindful of things like that. 
888-957-9570. We're two hours in. we got one hour to go here. It's Warriors this week. Great to be back with you here on 95.7 The Game. Two games in for the Dubs. You watch both of them. And what do you come out thinking? Things looking really good against the Lakers. Much better opponent last night. Warriors take an L. Uh, any concern level, biggest concerns uh, and positives to this point in the young NBA season. We'll continue that conversation straight ahead right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 